Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Uh, quite a surprise this week. Yeah, we were we were looking at a, a an empty slate, and then all of a sudden, we've got a full show. <laughs> so, tis the season? Yeah, I, I was expecting at most an update. Uh, what's coming in the next update post and once again they dropped a surprise fade channel they really like to do that i i think they've done that the last two or three times at least uh, i think there was a heads up about the um uh choose your legends uh, half anniversary one hmm. but yeah i think the one before that was surprising if there wasn't a heads up about the choose your legends one it was like everyone was expecting it yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad. It's funny. It's always interesting waking up because I'm usually in bed before, in bed or sh- or have shut off my phone. By the time this thing gets posted, it's usually around eleven o'clock. And then there's someone in the Discord saying like, "Hey, this happened." And when I wake up, all of a sudden I had this like twenty minute video to to look at, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I guess I better find some time to do this." But uh lots of great updates we're going to talk about them we've done some summoning so we're going to talk about that but before we get into our show regular i'm excited eddie's excited to talk about extra life it's back this year for for 2019 we're going to do some special stuff for summoners call again both eddie and i are playing in support of local children's miracle network hospitals i apologize i've got a a bit of a frog in my throat um but yeah we're sorry we're gonna do a live show like we did last year on sunday november 10th at 7 30 p.m eastern and we are going to be welcoming guests onto the show for those that donate and the minimum donation we're asking for is ten dollars uh to join us on the show but we've got something quite special as well for your donation eddie did you want to talk a bit about that because this was your idea and i want to give you full credit yeah um some point in the next couple months, we're going to try and finish out Fate's Conquest for Game Club. Mm-hmm. And if you donate the minimum of ten dollars, you'll get a vote for the next Game Club yeah. game that we play. Yeah, and I, we were talking pre-show. I think the most fun I had with Game Club was watching our poll kind of move back and forth uh, for Shadow Dragon. And you know, say what you will about Fate's Conquest, we are. And I, Eddie and I were talking about this, like, well. Do we ask for votes and then skip fates? And I'm like, no, we can't. Uh, and, and as Eddie said, like we can't skip fates because we have to finish it in order for people to feel safe with their their no their vote essentially with their donation. So when you donate to uh, either Eddie or I on the Gamers In team, um, I haven't created a unique link or anything for this specific campaign. But if you go to bit.ly/tgi/extra-life2019 and go to the roster, you'll find um, Eddie and I to donate. And just make sure you put in your, your donation comment, either, uh, you know, Summoner's Call, or, uh, and especially the game you want to vote for. Yes. Um, and, of course, we have to follow the same limitations we always do, uh, especially since we record this. We don't want, we aren't going to do any ROMs, and neither of us can speak Japanese, so not a Japanese-only game. It's Sorry, true. no genealogy. I uh, believe Opera's been is one of the ones that pushes that one, but yeah, uh, like we yeah. we've talked about we've talked about this before. Whenever a new uh, option for Game Club comes up, 
And yeah, it's just that's that's our stance. I think if ever there's a remake of some of these Japanese only games, we will be the first to jump on that and and talk about it. Oh yeah. So I would love for a genealogy remake so I can actually see what this game that game is all about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, uh, the other one was basically, like Eddie said, uh, we have to have access to the game. But also, if you're choosing three houses, which might be a popular choice, make sure you state which of the four paths uh, you'd like us to, to take and discuss. That's a very important one. Or if you want one. us to do two different paths and discuss differences. Yeah. You know, that's not a... That's that, actually, that's option not as a, well. That's not a bad idea. So let's, yeah, lots of options with three houses in terms of you could even break it down. You know, Eddie does Golden Deer and Ryan does Blue Lions, and let's see how this thing shakes out. I think that's a really interesting uh, path. Uh, also, if we've already done it for Game Club, it, we will probably ask you to pick a different, we will ask you to pick a different game. Um, yep, and so. those are Shadow Dragon, Echoes, Shadows of Lentia. And Conquest Fates are the ones we've already, quote-unquote, done. Um, Still working on Conquest, which we will finish. Uh, And the donations will... uh, So donations close for Extra Life on December 31st. So the voting will close. Everyone can donate right up until December 31st. So we are looking at this game club starting in 2020. And uh, January 2020, I should state. And uh, but in terms of the live show, you're gonna want to donate before, obviously, November 9th, so that we can schedule and get you into the into the show. But uh, you can donate multiple times. Uh, remember the ten dollar minimum. That's there for a reason. It's essentially to encourage you to um, donate a specific amount uh, if you want to donate multiple times. So you can vote multiple times, unlike other polls. Uh, this is for charity. So again, those who are probably going... Eddie, I know we didn't discuss this previously, but this is for charity. And I think that if you, if we're going to game the system a little bit, it should be for charity. Uh, so yep. 100% of the donations go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that Eddie and I have chosen. Um, I've chosen Sick Kids out of Toronto. They're uh, very important to the area where I live because they service... This isn't like... Um, a lot of hospitals where, you know, your hospital services just the general area. This is a specific type of hospital that services a larger area. And people often sometimes have to move uh, to be closer to the hospital in order to get um, the long-term service they need to be with their kids. And they're actually trying to build a new hospital. So it's even more important uh, that, that Sick Kids is trying to get these donations. Now, Eddie, are the local hospital where you live in Florida, what's that one called? I believe it's Arnold Palmer. Mm. I'd have to double check. So it's like a it's like a lemonade and uh. and tea is what you're saying. Is that the, the Arnold Palmer? Uh, I think it was probably more named after the golfer that the lemonade and tea is also <laughs> named after. So it's not uh, named after know. the drink that's named after the golfer. It's just the golfer has a hospital and a drink. Uh, yeah, let me see. I got my page <laughs> up here. Make sure that's the one I'm. Working that I'm donating. Yeah. And uh, while you're looking that up, it's yeah, it, I can't even remember. Yes, the, Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children. So. Perfect. So you know, have a couple options. I think you know, there's no uh, there's no right or wrong here. Like, certainly, you know, feel free to donate to you know both of us, Eddie and myself. 
Um, like I said, we're welcoming multiple donations. Uh, that's something that we accidentally offered in the first poll for Game Club, and then we removed <laughs> when we redid the poll. I remember that, but we are bringing it back again. It is for a charity, and um, it's a ten dollar minimum. Uh, so keep that in mind. And if you want to join us for our live show, we record normally on Sundays at seven thirty p.m. Eastern. So we will do a live show on November tenth, which is technically. It's a, it's a month from now, but it's also after I do, uh, Andy and I both do, some some extra life streams. And if you check out our profiles, you can kind of see when we're playing. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're going to do this again, and I'm excited we can involve you know the Summoner's Call community, because I think they were very generous last year as well. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. We want to hear your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Um, we're not going to hammer this in every week. We'll just go over it briefly. You can check out the website. It'll be in the show notes. So don't worry that the next three months are suddenly going to turn into, you know, the uh, the Extra Life um, telethon. <laughs> We're just spending yes. a little extra time up front this, this week to talk about it. And, yeah. So as you mentioned, there's a lot of nuts stuff to cover. But before we do that, we got to talk about the manners. Yes, of course. We do have quite a few banners running right now. We got the weekly revival with Sanaki, Nephany, and Amelia. Also, Heroes with Fierce Stance until the 7th of October. Splendid Soiree and the Performing Arts Revival until the 7th of October. Get in there while it's hot. The Chosen Ones running until October 9th, and Mythic Thrushier until October 8th, which I believe the Mythic banner is what we're going to be focusing on right now. Eddie, well, what do you got for me? No, you're right. I'm sure you didn't summon much at all, but um, I did dive into the Mythic Banner and ended up blowing pretty much my whole stash of gems. Uh, about halfway through, Yoon made it perfectly clear how she felt about Thrasir being considered on her level by pity-breaking me. And just tr to drive home, the fact that she is a very jealous Chaos Goddess, she popped up a second time on the next wheel. So not quite a pity-break, but I got two Yoons in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh fighting the, through the issues of just getting green orbs to appear. Um, I kept going, and right as I got down to about my last 20 orbs, I did end up getting Thrasir. So, it was successful, but she nice. made me work for it. Nice. Well, you, you got what you were looking for. And how many orbs did you start with, uh, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, around 200, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I can't, can't remember exactly. That's but. not too bad. Um, yep. I started with about 300, and I did focus on the Mythic Banner, which I, I said I was going to do, so promise, checkmark. Um, uh, I, I was focusing on green as a primary for obvious reasons, and then red as a secondary. Again, we discussed that last week in terms of red being a very solid backup color. Um, I only I don't think I had... I only had Hrid, and I ended up pulling two five-stars on red, which was Legendary Erica and Legendary Elliewood which I did not have before. So I realized I got really lucky with that. But I was kind of thinking to myself, like, man, I'm having... There goes my backup colors. So I shifted my backup color to, I think, gr uh, colorless because I didn't have any of those units, although for some reason they weren't as interesting to me. That's I, I probably should have chosen colorless. I hate summoning on colorless for obvious reasons. I find I just get more garbage there. But um, so, so, side question. Do you have Mercedes yet? No. Was Mercedes on the so, banner? Mercedes was the one from her banner that got demoted, and she is colorless, so she can pop up as a oh, four-star for you. So, okay. 
that makes colorless right now an okay one to pull on because, you know, even if you don't get a five star out of it, you might get, you know, a new unit that you didn't have before. True. No, and I believe that's a good point because um, the colorless, uh, I did not, I don't have Mercedes. I also didn't have any of the focuses. So honestly, you're right. I probably, I, there's still time. Um, I, I started with 300 orbs and I, I got everything I needed pretty quickly. Like I'm, I think back now up to like 250 orbs. So I only spent like probably less than a hundred. Um, but when I shifted to green, when I finally did start getting, I got spring Veronica, which I already had. And I was kind of like, Oh no, this is uh, the beginning of the pity breaks. Uh, cause I had everything else on the green except for Thrasher, but you know, decided to push onwards and, um, knowing I could get more duplicates. I did soon after get mythic Thrasher. And then I was like, peace, I'm out. Um, nice. I got pretty, I think I got really lucky on that. Far more luck than I did. Yeah, so now I've got 250 orbs, plus plus whatever I can get before the the Halloween stuff ends, but I mean, we're going to talk about it, but I'm really looking forward to that Halloween banner. I don't want to get too excited, because I know what happens when we get excited on a 3%, (laughs) you know, uh, summoning rate start, so I don't want to like get over overzealous on that, but I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, at least. I don't want to tempt fate here. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, you know, new discussing what we saw from that new banner, uh, we do have other events going on that are starting this week. Uh, although that banner is included in it, um, we have the Heroes with Home Skills banner that starts tomorrow. The October Orb promo starts on the 9th, as does the Monstrous Harvest, that new Halloween banner, starts on the 9th. As do the Harvest Festival events. Uh, plus, we have a Tempest Trial Plus login bonus starting on the 11th. Um, and the actual Tempest Trial uh, does not start till the 14th. Uh, and then we have Hall of Forms for Shadows of Valentia starting on the 12th. If you're wondering what that is, stay tuned. We'll discuss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now um, moving into our topic, you had some thoughts on the legendary banner just to cap out last week's discussion. Yes, um, since we discussed the legendary banner, because uh, you know she was going to be starting the day after we recorded, um, we didn't know exactly who was going to when people were going to be coming. You know when the various heroes would be returning, uh, and this actually gives us the furthest out uh, we've seen for mythic legendary units having to wait. Because not only, as expected, did we get some units in January, but we did get at least one unit not coming back until February. Uh, December is the earliest of any of these units returning, which will be Thrasir, Air, and Creed showing up in December. Erica drew the short sword and won't be back until February of 2020. While the rest, Yoon, Elwood, and Ephraim will be returning in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, it's always interesting looking at when these heroes will return. I mean, I try to, I try to, if I want them, I try to pull when they come. So I often don't really pay attention when they return. But does this speak to what colors might be focused on for new mythics or legendaries in the coming months? Um, until we have a set pattern, it's hard to say. Because mm-hmm. um, if you look at the listing. Uh, you'll see, like, certain months have two or three on one color, while other months uh, only have one on that color. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes month to month. 
Uh, let's see. Pulled it back up to look at it, but glance at it. Um, next month, in or at the end of this month, October, we only have one red unit uh, already scheduled mm-hmm. and two blue units scheduled, one green and one uh, colorless. So, you know, three of them with only one. Uh, red seems very likely because I think Sothis was originally slated for that and got moved off of it. Oh, that's right. Uh, but it might that might not be the case. Um, and like, if you look in November on the uh, list, I don't know if we still post it so people can pull this up and look at it. But I do try to keep it updated. We already have three blue units planned for that month. You know, so nothing but you know nothing special in blue. Just three uh, legendary or mythics. Mm-hmm. In December, already has three red units. You know, so. Hmm. So it seems like, yeah, you're like you said, we got to wait for a pattern to uphold, but we might know. Oh, um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Look December, yeah, looking at December, it currently has eight units already scheduled, which means there's only going to be three free spots in that month. Hmm. Well, we will uh, we will look at that in the coming weeks as we get an, yet another legendary hero at the end of October. But uh, speaking of cool surprises, let's talk about the surprise Faye channel, which dropped on October third. And just to give you a quick rundown of the six sort of uh, no five subtopics we're going to be talking about, we got Ether Resort updates, Harvest Festival, special Halloween heroes, duo heroes, which is related and a new mode called Hall of Forms. So starting things off with the Aether, Aether Resate, man, let me just start over there. <laughs> how excited for this you are. Yeah, so much excitement. Actually, you know, funny enough, I am interested. I might drop off of it, but we'll see. But Aether Resort updates. We got two new buildings for the Aether Resort, which are connected and are the field and the dining hall. In the field, you plant seeds and dragon flowers, and with every reset of ether raids, they will grow and you can collect them. The seeds grow into various ingredients that when used with the random non-planted supplies that you get automatically each week, they are then used in the dining hall, uh, which is the other building to craft dishes. Not like dishes and what you eat off of, but dishes in the sense of um, like grilled cheese with craft dinner, that's a dish. I mean, it's not like a splendid dish. It's it's a it's a quick it's, lunch. You're making you're making dishes, not plates. I, Food yeah. dishes, but I always not plates. But when I reach for a dish, like it, sometimes I call it a dish. Is that maybe okay. that's a thing? Maybe maybe I'm in the wrong here. But <laughs> right dish in, folks. Be, dish can be used for both. Yeah, but a dish is sort of like a fancy term for there's food on that their plate. Yes, okay. dishes for the. It can be used for the food that is created to go on the plate, mm-hmm. and sometimes is used for the plate itself. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Ryan, uh, well, I, obviously I knew this. I just, I'm poking fun at the English language, and it, it's the fact that it's very weird. Um, anyways, the dishes crafted in Dining Hall will be given stars based on the quality of them, and at the end of the reward cycle, which seems to be longer than the weekly reset, you will get rewards based on how many stars you got. Uh, there will also be Ether Resort quests coming back. 
uh, but details are vague right now. We'll probably get those details when the quests launch. Um, now, to me, similar to the weekly check-in to get your big bonus of Ether Resort yellow heart things, your, the currency essentially, um, this also seems like a reason to jump in and micromanage the Ether Resort, which was something I was more interested in than just having like a like a fishbowl to look at my heroes. I wanted something to bring me in that required interaction. Um, I'm not sure like the field in the dining hall will be enough to it'll be enough to bring me in, but will it be enough to like actively make me talk highly about Ether Resorts? I don't know. Um, this feels very influenced by some of the the good metagame that we loved in three houses uh which i'm yeah. i love I'm, I'm very grateful for that uh, i mean what are your thoughts eddie well you know obviously we're starting off with the most i mean i mean least interesting news uh but you know considering that i am actually somewhat interested in this it kind of says something about the Vay channel mm-hmm. um it it's something to bring me in once a week if I remember, if I forget, then oh well, the crops will die. <laughs> um, the dragon flowers are interesting. Uh, they do cost cost the affinity in order to plant them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Whether it'll get me in multiple times, I don't know. Um, like you know, I've I've still been playing Dragalia Lost, and I go to the castle on a daily basis because. You know, there's stuff to collect uh, for the 3,000 different currencies you have in that game. Uh, there's stuff to do with the dragons on a daily basis. And, you know, while the build times can get really long, you can check in on your buildings. That'll improve your heroes to see if they're ready yet. So this definitely isn't going to get me in every day, especially mm-hmm. since it only resets once a week. But it might get me in more often weekly. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's a nice bonus to a mode that definitely needs more more to it uh, for yeah. hardcores like ourselves to to jump in. And um, it, I I don't I, I'm not ups- like if it was just Ether Resort updates and we weren't going to talk about all the other stuff. Like if that was the only update, it was a minor update, we would probably be you know poo pooing it a little more. But the fact that it's part of a larger update, I think, is um, is exciting. So I'm happy to see them sort of like slowly adding to it because you bring up Dragalia Lost. Like I jumped back in when they were talking about, you know, we were talking about it in the Discord and then it's having its first year anniversary. And there's a lot in that game. And jumping into it every three months or every six months is just so overwhelming um, yeah, Dragalia Lost, I mean, there's something we said about heroes and some of the way they've simplified things and that jumping back in is very seldom that complicated mm-hmm. if you go away for a while. Uh, whereas Dragalia Lost, I mean, if you let yourself, you can get very overwhelmed uh, very quickly when you jump back in. Uh, you know, you can focus in on certain things and just, you know minimize what you try to focus on for a bit you know until you get back into the swing of things and start adding more back but if you just take a look at everything that might or might not have changed it can be quite overwhelming Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Heck, I've been playing the game since the crossover, and I'm still not sure I fully understand all of the parts of the game yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm still dabbling with Drag Alley Lost. Uh, you know, Mario Kart's kind of, you know, pushed off as it's my secondary free-to-play game, but um, Fire Emblem Heroes still takes up a lot of time and um, while my when I'm playing games on my phone. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just I'm more excited by the the updates, the the cadence at which Fire Emblem Heroes updates. I think it's still working really well. Um, so I'm, I'm still very focused on that game. This game, I should say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, still in here quite regularly as well, and enjoying the game. Uh, like I said, this will probably, hopefully get me into Ether Resorts once a week, but no guarantees. Mm-hmm. So. What about Harvest Festival? Yes, um, so for... I guess since there might be some uh, countries where the game exists that don't actually celebrate Halloween, especially in the way we do here in America, they tend to just label it as the Harvest Festival. And there are going to be a bunch of events coming for the Harvest Festival. Mm. Uh, It's the usual type, mostly the usual type of events. uh, Login bonus, uh, sessions of two and five times experience and SP. Uh, which is pretty nice to see the five times in there. Help you level up characters quickly. Uh, Ether Raids quests, which seems to have come a common place since uh, Ether Raids ex- came into existence. Daily reward maps. Uh, this batch being with the various Harvest heroes or Halloween heroes. Uh, there is also a Twitter quiz coming starting tomorrow for seven days. And if we get five of the seven questions correct on Twitter, which depending on how they determine whether we got it correct or not, I don't see not happening. Uh, we will get 10 orbs and 5,000 feathers. Uh, and lastly, there is a Bound Hero Battle revival uh, coming with Hector and Lelina's Bound Hero Battles, as well as quests to get Ellawood and Roy during them. Now you might be asking yourself, why bring back the Hector and Lelina Bound Hero Battles of all the others? Well, We'll go over that here, here shortly. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, the fact that we um, are going to talk about the monstrous harvest. Is that what you're, you're, you're sort of leading us to, right? Yeah, I'm sort of leading us to that. If there was anything more you wanted to say about the Harvest Festival, I mean, it's kind of fairly standard for the events they do, so it's... Not much to be talked about there. No, there's not. But I do have to say that I a lot of people might not like the sort of like, hey, this is an event, but it's just like six things that are kind of happening at once. I like that. I like the way Fire Emblem Heroes does that. I don't think anyone's actually poo-pooing it, but um, the Twitter quiz is uh, kind of a write-off in that we're going to get our orbs. There's no way they're going to hold those off. Um, but yeah, Monstrous Harvest, let's let's get into the special heroes. Uh, often what they do to avoid any sort of data mine leaks uh, is they'll give us the heroes ahead of time. Um, so during the Fae channel, they announced the units for the new Halloween banner, A Monstrous Harvest. Well, we won't go into full detail on them until next week when the banner is out. We will go over them, um, uh, and we will go over them and discuss the slight twist we found out uh, uh, at the... Uh, found out from this banner um 
uh, I don't want to forget the fact that there are first summon tickets. Now, Eddie, these are these are the tickets. You're not going to have to play a uh, Forging Bonds, but it's just part of the login bonus. We'll get, what, five or six? Uh, I think it's probably going to be a special login bonus mm-hmm. unique to itself. And, yeah, we should, I think, get, they showed five on the screen. Whether there'll be more or not, I don't know. But we should be getting at least five first summon tickets. Perfect. And I, I, again, love the first summon tickets. I think that's an excellent bonus given to to folks to kind of pull on special banners. Uh, the heroes we'll be focusing on on this banner will be from Sacred Stones. That's the first game. There's a couple of them. And we were getting Larachelle, uh, Harvest Princess, dressed as a mad scientist mounted on a horse with a green potion in hand, and Dazla, Harvest Attendant, who looks to be either Frankenstein or Zombie or both. Frankenstein was technically a zombie, but he didn't eat brains. He was raised from the dead. Um, so I guess Frankenstein is a zombie. I don't know. We don't have to get into the semantics of that. Yeah, he has ra- wrappings that show green pus or something Ugh. leaking through or whatever, like wrappings with green on them. So That's committing yeah, to the bit. But he has, you know, the stitches on the top of his head yeah. and things sticking out of the side. So Dozla is, I guess, Frankenstein, which I guess is technically a zombie. Yeah, I mean, got some other stuff like he's like kind of leaky. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's a great description. Uh, yeah, so he's also got a backpack full of candy and a jack o' lantern in a box uh, in hand. So he's got that going on. The second game we have characters from is Path of Radiance with two new units. Rolf Trickery or Tricky Archer is dressed as a ghost with a bow that has a flame on top and a platter of pumpkins in his other hand, while atop of a horse. Uh, we're unsure, but Eddie asked the question: Does he shoot the platter at you? Do you so? Do you think he notches his uh, his platter in his in his bow? And he well, he doesn't have a hand to pull an arrow out and shoot with. So oh. maybe he just sets his platter down and has arrows and like you know he he sticks the head in and he's like, okay, this time I'm going to be shooting an apple at you, and next time I'm going to be shooting you know uh, a mini pumpkin. Do you think that's what he Who does? Knows. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, he is the Tempest Trials unit for this event, while uh, Ili- uh, Ili- Iliana Princess with a... Uh, oh, I skipped a line. Treat Harvester is dressed as a vampire princess with a goblet of candy in one hand and a blue flame jack-o'-lantern in the other, and what seems to be a coffin full of candy on her back. Now, Eddie's gonna... Before Eddie mentions his little com- this comment he has off to the side here, I do want to say that I love Halloween... I love the special Halloween heroes. I think this is a great banner. Okay, Eddie, throw me under the bus. Let's go. <laughs> oh, sorry they're so normal and typical <laughs> units, not outlandish like you so desperately wanted when you were complaining last week. I, I, I would disagree. I think that these guys are more outlandish like and more sophisticated than previous Halloween but banners. We've got a vampire... Mm-hmm. A witch, a ghost, and a zombie. That's just as typical as you can get. I don't know, man. That mad scientist looks so rad. I don't think I care about La Rochelle, but now I kind of do. I want that mad scientist. The, all these guys are really great. Yeah, um, and of the four we've discussed so far, she's the only uh, repeat. Yeah, that's true. These are all, all uh, well, of what we've discussed, they're all new units. Yeah, Wolf, um, Dozla, and Ilyana are new units, and... Have we not had a Rolf before? A special Rolf? I thought we have. Not that I know of. Maybe, Maybe he's I'm just been he's been mentioned. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of green-haired archers, but I don't think we've gotten Rolf himself. Mm. I'd have to 
go check, you know. Um, but I'm pretty sure I thought we had uh, I thought we had had a Rolf before, but maybe he was just mentioned because he's he's got a he's got a pairing, I believe. Yeah, look, I, I looking through the Path of Radiance characters, I do not see Rolf anywhere on there. Hmm. Um, we had Wolt, who is another green, young, green-haired archer for summer, but he was from the Binding Blade. Okay, interesting. So oh, yeah, maybe I'm mistaking confused him. Confused with that? I, I probably am. That sounds like me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really great yeah. heroes. I think I'm looking forward to summoning. I would say all of them. I off the top of my head uh, don't know the color spread. Is the color spread even? Like we've got one of each color. I don't believe they've given us the colors yet. Oh right. Uh, okay. Rolf's for the um, Rolf's for the Tempest Trail, so he wouldn't count. Uh, the Goblet of Candy suggests maybe um, Ilyana's a mage, but once again, we unless I missed uh, pictures of them, all they showed was a splash screen. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting we'll still get a banner video, uh, t- probably tomorrow night. Uh, traditional banner reveal video that'll give us the things. Uh, the only hero uh, that we know for sure the um, the color and movement type of is the special new hero we have. Uh, yeah. If you were if you were counting, you'll notice we only mentioned three heroes from the. Um, the banner uh, so far, because the final unit on the banner is something of a special unit. Comes he, uh, the unit comes from the Blazing Blade game, and we are getting the first of a new type of hero, uh, the duo hero. Mm-hmm. A duo duo hero is a pair of heroes that count as one unit and have special bonuses because of that. Uh, the main bonus is their dual skill, which can be used once per map in any mode. By a special button that will appear on the bottom of the screen. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it is once uh, for an entire Tempest Trial run. Or if you can use it every uh, map on the Tempest Trials. Uh, But the dual skill does not work if they enter the battle as as a paired up unit. So you can't pair them up. But they are already two two characters on their own. Uh... You know, it can be activated to cause that unit's special effect on any to any units that qualify within three columns centered on the duo unit. Um, essentially, what we saw, I think it was do 20 damage to all enemies within three columns. Uh, for all we know, they, we might eventually get some duo units that'll buff allies or just debuff enemies instead of damaging them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, essentially, when that activates, it does three columns. Uh, the spe- second special feature of dual units is a built-in dual skill, treating them as a base stat total of 185 in arena. And our first unit duo unit is Hector, dressed up duo, uh, which is Hector dressed as a witch or Zet Warlock. Yeah, it depends on where you want to, what you want to label it as. Uh, in one hand, he has a cane topped with a candy corn colored spiral topper uh, above a blue flame in a cage. Uh, you know, all that's on top of the cane, which he wields as a sword. Uh, however, in his other arm sits his familiar, an adorable little cat that goes by the name of Lilina, who is wielding her own giant lollipop. So for our first duo unit, we got Hector and Lilina as a little kid, little girl. 
Um, on top of the effects in battle, the duo heroes also have a special conversation, dialogue conversation that can be activated from the detail screen of them. Uh, may have to be in the catalog, not certain, but it's a little button at the bottom where you hear a special chat with them. Mm. So, that's it's quite an interesting new unit, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm really, so a couple of reasons I'm really excited. One, I love the art. I love, I saw, you know, Hector as a father with his young daughter, and I thought, man, that is amazing. We haven't had anything like this in terms of, and Fire Emblem Heroes is all, or Fire Emblem is all about relationships, right? And to think this is the first true time we've seen them really push forward with these relationships. Um, I know we've had, in terms of gameplay, I know we've had like pair-ups and, and whatnot, and that's neat, but this is like one unit, two people, they have a, a relationship. I think seeing more of these duo heroes, I, I wonder, you know, what will they do going forward? Will they do canon pairings in terms of marriages? Will they do more father, mother, kids? Um, you could do, uh, you know, you could do Krom Lucina. Uh, you can do some fun things with that. So I'm really looking forward on that aspect to see where they go forward from like a lore perspective and, and the heroes they choose to, to give this treatment. Um, but uh, uh, alongside that, I think it's just, it's we were due up um, something that changed the game from a unit perspective, not just like, oh, this guy's got an OP skill. No, this is a unit that has special abilities, special everything. So it's really exciting. Yep. I uh, forgot to mention a moment ago, and Hector is an armored unit. Uh, if you look at the screenshot they gave, you can see the armored symbol underneath of them. So the Hector and Lelina duo is considered an armored unit. Mm. So He's armored by a little girl. Yeah, that's a little alarming. Um, but uh, Lelina is a very powerful mage. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not like about physically blocking attacks, but more about... Um, well... <laughs> we've already we've already seen armored units aren't about physically blocking attacks. <laughs> yes. If you look at um, if you look at uh, what's her name Tharja, armored nope. Tharja from their first Christmas banner. That is valid criticism. Nope, you're right. You're right. Or sorry, a valid point. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. I I, th- I really like what they've added here. This is exciting. I'm definitely going to be pulling for um. Hector and Lilia and Lilina and I, and I, I have to say it. I will probably and you know, I should knock on wood, but I'll probably be quite upset if I can't get a hold of Hector and Lena. I've got a good stable of orbs to try to try to get him, uh, get him and her for that matter. But um, this is exciting. This is new. I wonder. My the first question that pops into my mind, and I know it's a selfish one, is like, when's the next one? Is this a special hero? uh banner only feature are we gonna get it monthly is it gonna be sort of um every banner now because it's like the new hotness uh i i all these questions come to mind we don't know yet um with them being as kind of powerful as they are and possibly wanting to limit it i could see them making it a you know special you know uh seasonal hero seasonal banners only uh, they could opt to do it on regular banners. Um, personally, with so many, you know, one of my thoughts is, while wow, this looks really cool, and I do like the duo they've chosen, because uh, Lena looks adorable, and Hector, as a doting father, is quite interesting. 
mm-hmm. to see that side of him. Um, they have so many units, considering the size of most Fire Emblem games, that they still haven't introduced. Do we really need these yet? But, you know, it comes down to, you know what, I don't care if we really need them. I like the idea, but I could understand them wanting to be limited on them, and I'd be okay if they're only special hero banners on for the for now mm-hmm. you know yeah no um i'm i'm excited that they've done this that if, they didn't have to but i'm glad yeah they did. if if anything i'm happy that they're not um mythic slash legendary style heroes like the book four thing i'm happy that it wasn't you know the new special book four thing that we were gonna add a third thing to rotate between mm-hmm. And who knows, they might still do that. Hopefully not, but, you know, Hopefully it's already not. crazy enough with uh, Mythic and Legendaries. Mm-hmm. Well, it's exciting. Uh, I look forward to next week when we get a chance, hopefully, have these heroes in hand, and we can, uh, you know, depending on our summoning luck, that is. Uh, but I'm looking forward to breaking them down next week because uh, these are exciting. Yep, like I mentioned, we haven't gotten the... Um, uh, traditional manner so we don't know the uh types and uh colors of all the heroes because like Lara shell her potion bottle kind of makes her look like she might be a um dagger type unit mm-hmm. uh dozla with that jack-in-the-box it's hard to say for sure what that could be yeah we don't you know. we don't have like you know skills and we don't even have yeah we don't have, you're right we don't have we couldn't talk to them if we wanted to we don't have the skills we don't have yeah. All that fun stuff. We just have literally what they look like. Um, so let's move into the uh, final sort of addition in these updates, which is the new mode, Hall of Forms. The final bit of news from the Fade Channel is mentioned in a new mode slash event coming to the game called the Hall of Forms. When this starts, you are given four units called Forma at level 10. These Formas seem to follow a theme with the first one being Shadows of Valencia. Uh, it showed getting Alm, Celica, May, and Bowie, and come equipped with basic weapons and no skills. As you fight through the mode using the three special stamina you get each day, the first unit to get a kill on each map on top of the XP all units get for getting kills will be able to pick a new skill or even pick new uh, pick merges or sacred seals from a random selection that is given to them after the battle. So you have a chance to get some really powerful skills, but limited chances to do it. As you progress, you will get rewards based on how far you get, uh, which form uh, what you see includes orbs, feathers, uh, <laughs> what a shock, dragonflowers, and what looks like uh, will be items to refill the stamina for the event. So yet another um, energy source. But this new mode seems to offer the ability to introduce um, heroes to people who haven't been playing as much as you and I. Um, some folks who missed the original Shadows of Valencia banner might now be introduced to these characters in uh, in this game specifically. I think that's kind of exciting. Um, it it does and it doesn't in the fact that you can, uh, from what I understand, it looks like you can get uh, skills that that hero would normally not be able to use potentially. Mm-hmm. So, but it does introduce you to the actual characters. Whether there'll be any story to actually get you to know the characters or not that's we don't know yet yeah but i i like the idea of what they're adding do we feel like this might be a yet another mode where they drop um 
Thor on us. We haven't got Thor. What did, was Thor? She kind of popped up with the uh, the other form of stuff, right? Um, uh, she popped up with the first round of Rooker Sieges, but we haven't seen any story since that first round. So, yeah, you know, I'm wondering if maybe, maybe she pops up again. Mm-hmm. Yep, maybe she'll reappear. We don't know. Uh, it could be possible that she'll appear next book, and we'll find out more about who Loki actually works for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. I I like new modes, obviously, as everyone does. But uh, I look forward to try. Are we going to be able to try it before next week? Uh, it starts on the twelfth, so we should be able to try uh, one or two days of it. Cool. I'm excited. Sorry, I just got to. Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, I've got the this cold. I'm still dealing with. Um, Anyways, I think that's going to do it uh, for this topic uh, and news. Obviously, we'll get to try a bunch, if not all, of the stuff by next episode, as Eddie mentioned. Um, now, Eddie, you had a quick note in here about Speculation Corner. Oh, yeah, no actual speculation, but over in the Discord, if you want to go look it up, I did uh, posit a theory as what uh, games will be featured in the Christmas and New Year's banners. Uh, of course, if they decide to randomly add a new seasonal banner in November, that'll more or less throw my expectations off completely. But, you know, based on some factors that they sort of seem to be following this year, uh, and just some hopes, guesses on what might be coming down the line. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, it's exciting. And, and, you know, as Eddie mentioned, it was in the Discord. You can definitely check out our Discord at... Um, bit.ly slash TGI Discord and go to the Fire Emblem channel. Lots of active folks in there um, wondering what how we'll pronounce certain weapons when they're announced. So that, that was the most recent thought posted into the Discord, but you can certainly discuss all kinds of stuff there about Fire Emblem. Nothing is off the table as long as it is Fire Emblem. Uh, but that is going to do it this week. We started off with Extra Life Details. Certainly click those links if you're interested. Um, if you're unable to donate, you can certainly help out by sharing our, our posts, uh, sharing our campaigns, sharing our episodes that we talk about the, uh, the promotion. So we really support or we really appreciate the support. And you can find all of our stuff on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. As I said, check out our Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy and Eddie's at Drell Fear. But don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy slash spooky summoning. See what it did there? Yes, I did see what you did there. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to make sure. Because Halloween's coming up. Yes. Okay. And it's spooky. It was so well hidden, but I spotted it. <laughs>